1: Uh, wine, but I find them extremely
0: helpful in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.
1: And go. in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, so watch it go out. Chuck field, take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at MyGreenSolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Now, let's jump into the show. I am your host, Drew Kreisman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And the season has come To a close, Uh, it was not what anyone listening to this wanted it to be, but there was certainly some catharsis, I think, in the way. That it ended. I'm going to have a lot to say in the coming days about, actually, I want to get into that final game. Uh, Everything that we've seen throughout the season, going back over some of the most important parts of it and and looking at where things went wrong, what could have been done differently, how they can start piecing this thing back together. We're going to have a ton of articles coming your way very soon. Uh, If you didn't see the tweet I sent out, uh, we got exclusives in this last Uh, A couple of days at least, but really even uh, up to the last day with a lot of people, pretty much everyone you can think of, Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman, Bud Black, Tony Walters, John Gray, Kyle Freeland, Ryan McMahon. I mean, there was a long list of people we had some opportunities to get some one-on-one time with. I was, quite frankly, a, a little surprised by how open... Everyone was with, with some of the questions, I guess, when it's the last day of the season, you've got a little bit less to lose. And, and uh, I was very impressed with some of the forthrightness we, we got out of these guys. So be on the lookout for all of that stuff coming your way very soon. We're going to keep these podcasts going throughout the postseason still at at least five a week as we've been doing Uh, We may slow down a little bit more after that, but there's just so much still to talk about, and and we're going to have plenty of time to do it, which is why uh, I wanted to spend this podcast with a brief thing here at the beginning and then begin kind of our postseason coverage with the conversation I promised a few days ago with our good friend Jake Storey. I talked to him about the Yankees doing stuff, but also we talked a lot about the Dodgers and the National League postseason race. And so, and, and, and we still did some Rockies talk in there. So don't think it's, you know, totally bereft of uh, talk about your guys actually getting an outsider take on what Garrett Hampson has been doing and what does he think of Sam Hilliard and some of these other things. Uh, being a, a local Denver guy is really interesting too, I think. But, that's going to take up uh, the vast majority of this show, if for no other reason than when he and I get together, we have to cut ourselves off at a half hour of talking baseball. It's only because he had a flight that he had to get to. Uh, But, so I just wanted to take this first segment. Don't worry, uh tomorrow I'll talk about the craziness on uh, the, the game I just witnessed was the funniest baseball game I've ever covered in my life and I can't wait to go through that one inning by inning and talk about how hilarious everything that I just witnessed was. But I'm also more right now uh, in a in a reflective somber is not the right word, but the the season has come to a close. There will not be any more Colorado Rockies baseball until spring training 2020 and uh, that always comes with a a bit of sadness Uh, and it also always comes with a a bit of looking back on the season that was. And so I want to thank everyone who joined us this year. I want to thank everybody who's been with us since the very beginning. Uh, certainly the the people that have been there since I first got involved with this. I got to meet a lot more of you this year. I'm hoping to do more and more of that as we continue to do this. If you're a local and you're out at some Nuggets games, let me know. Maybe that would be an easier way to meet. I know sometimes you know, when I'm working the Rockies games, it can be a little more difficult, but any time I've got an opportunity to meet any of you in real life, I, I want to take that chance. And I also want to give some shout outs and some thanks to some people who are almost certainly not listening to this podcast, but it's worth saying uh, the, the Colorado Rockies organization, there's a group of people in the communication PR department who take care of us every single day. Uh, Warren Miller, who, you know, I, I run things through if I need to get an interview with somebody. He's sort of the go-to for those kinds of things. But Nick Parsons, Corey Little, uh, Abby Sanders, Abby Thayer she used to be, uh, she, she's uh, expecting very, very soon, and we're all very happy uh, for her, and and she's been phenomenal. She she does a lot of stuff with us. Every time I forget my credential, I have to contact Abby Um she does a lot of the translation, too, for a lot of the Spanish-speaking players. She's an extraordinary value. And I've heard a ton of horror stories about the Rockies' PR department before these four people came along. Uh, they've been exceptional in taking me serious as a professional and helping me do things like figure out the process of becoming a member of the BBWA. And I vote on monthly awards now for you know National League Player of the Month, things like that, that they've helped to facilitate. And those are opportunities that I I never thought I would have. And, you know, there's an interview I'm going to be publishing very soon with the scout that uh, I've talked about this before that found Nolan Arenado and Ryan McMahon and Josh Fuentes and a number of other guys. And it was Warren Miller who facilitated that within an hour. I had found out that this guy existed, wanted to know if he might have 10 minutes for me. Warren was able to make it happen and and went out of his way to do so, and trusted me to sit down non-supervised with this guy and conduct an interview that I'm going to be able to write and and share with all of you. And so that's the kind of stuff I cannot thank them enough for what they do. And also, man, I, I tweeted it out, but Bud Black, what a classy guy today. He finished his pregame press conference. He probably talked to us for 20 minutes about baseball stuff, and then he asked us all to hang out, and he said, I just want you to know that there are a lot of managers or or players or coaches, whoever throw out baseball, and they'll say the worst part of my job is talking to the media, but I don't feel that way. I like talking baseball with all of you. I appreciate your hard work, even when you're kind of Getting on me a little bit, we know it, but you know you you're a fair group, and and he just went out of it. He did not have to do that. He absolutely did not have to do that. I would suspect very few managers or head coaches throughout all of professional sports go out of their way to uh, treat the media with that kind of respect. And there are certain times where, honestly, as as a group, we don't necessarily deserve it. But I really appreciate that Bud Black is able to look past any of that uh, respect us as individuals, which he always has. I've had a number of one-on-one conversations with with him this year, and, and I continue to try to build that relationship with him. And uh, he said, man, he was just, he was really great with me today. And some of it, I can't share with you, unfortunately, but it's just, everyone's entitled to their opinions. Of course, about the quality of manager of, of anybody have your opinions all day long. Uh, but, he is a quality person that i can vouch for i've i've seen a lot of guys come and go in this game and there are ways to fake being a good dude and that is not bud black's operation and and that's true honestly of most of the guys in that clubhouse and and we had a nice time speaking with them today like i said just stay with us you, you may be frustrated that the season is over even if they weren't winning you just love waking up every day and there being a, a Rockies baseball game and that's not going to be the case for a while but there will be Rockies baseball coverage and Rockies baseball podcasts every single day for you going through the end of the World Series at the very least here we're going to have a lot of fun conversations we're going to be able to take some deeper looks into things like yeah we got more strike zone stuff coming yeah we got more juice balls stuff coming. But, you know, we're going to focus on your Colorado Rockies. What do they need to do to get this thing right and get themselves back to being the contender that most of the people listening to this podcast know they can be. And Kyle Freeland, who I talked to uh, at the end of of today, knows that they can be. And so with that said, I just want to say one last time, I, I cannot appreciate you enough we reached my preseason goal of 10,000 Twitter followers today. I I had 250 when I took over the original BSN Rockies, and we've been DNVR Rockies for uh, only a few days now, but to hit that 10,000 mark, uh, honestly, it, it seems weird, and I'm not, you know, it, it, life isn't about how many followers you have, but it, the community that we've built and being able to field questions from all of you and and seeing all you guys talk to each other in our comment section or in the threads on Twitter. It just, it it means the world to me because it is a community of people who love the Colorado Rockies and want to talk about them on a daily basis in constructive ways. And we've made that a point here. And I, I wasn't sure it was ever going to sell. Honestly, I didn't know when I first came here, are people going to want to listen to non-reactionary, constructive conversation, or does it all have to be loud, aggressive, fire everybody, trade everybody, uh, takes all the time? And, uh, I didn't know. I honestly did not know if we, I, I say we, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't know if I was going to have an audience and, and there, there it is, there are are more of you than I ever could have fathomed. I'm I'm blown away uh, when I see each one of the comments. I read them when when you comment on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, you send me an email. I know sometimes I do miss getting back to things here and there. I try to answer everything I can, and if I do, email me again. Send it. Double send. I will never be upset with all of you for that because you have made this uh, uh, the uh, very real for me i know i never would have thought i'd be sitting here talking you to you today as somebody who votes on those awards who has a bbwaa card and it could not have happened without you showing up every day and listening to this podcast checking out the articles uh, and just being a rockies fan whether they're 20 games over 500 or in last place for two months you show up and you do it and we couldn't do it without you uh so thank you so much for being here every day of the 2019 season we're not done talking yet but let's start looking forward to 2020 let's keep drinking breckenridge brew i won't do that one too much everyone go get yourself a breck brew toast to the season i'll take a quick break here come back on the other side you can hear my conversation with jake's story
0: are you in search of natural relief from your daily stresses Well, Strava Craft Coffee is a CBD-rich, hemp-oil-infused coffee that is non-psychoactive, helps reduce pain naturally, keeps those coffee jitters away, and so much more.
1: I started drinking it because I have degenerative arthritis, and I would prefer to drink coffee that has
0: natural ingredients in it for healing. And this coffee treats the inflammatory process that happens from having degenerative arthritis. That was Robin. She's been drinking Strava Craft Coffee every day for months now, and she is so happy with the results.
1: I would recommend it to America to everyone because it is a fantastic product it delivers it does what it says it's going to do and it's amazing
0: put your body back in balance with strava craft coffee and see how good you feel order online today and use promo code bsn2018 for 20 percent off that's bsn2018
1: Welcome back into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. For this segment, got our good friend Jake Story along to talk about baseball across the land. Uh, you all know he's been on several times before, keeping us up to date on what several former members of the Colorado Rockies are doing over in Yankee land. Uh, Still going well, still going well. Uh, They have clinched the division over there, uh, looking pretty good, trying not to think too hard about the Houston Astros down the line. But I'll tell you what, if you can get through it, I like the chances to beat the Dodgers.
2: Is it Dodgers? I'm starting to sour on the Dodgers (laughs) a little bit, Drew. I'm starting to sour on them a little bit. I feel like I, I don't know if it's the Braves. I love the Braves. I love um, my – compare. I think I did this before, but I love that Braves top three and four of their lineup, Albies, Acuna, Freddie, Donaldson. I mean, right. t- to get through that crew three times. And they've just got that good energy. Like, they're the new team on the
1: rise. Right.
2: And I'm kind of falling for the Nationals, man. Like, that pitching. Yeah. And it just feels like the Dodgers – I don't know the <laughs> what you can't see in the podcast is I just did the, the <laughs> hand motion like the Dodgers aren't on the rise anymore like they're kind of flatlining and it's just like I don't know man I feel like you bring in a lefty against them and now Jock Peterson's not as good as he normally is and Bellinger falls off and like their team it feels like well, I'm not. Well, actually, this is a Rockies podcast. Yeah. I'll send shots could, fired at yeah, the Dodgers. You, yeah, yeah. I no be, one
1: here is going to have a problem with any. Of a, this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean
2: they're uh, like they are built really well for the regular season. They're great against righties. They've got the spl- platoons to get some days off and slide David Freeze up the lineup. But I don't know. I'm rooting for Kershaw. Ryu doesn't scare me. Walker Bueller. We'll see. I'm actually rooting for him to impress me because if he does another playoffs like he did, that would be cool and good for baseball. But I'm not, like, bought into them at all right now. Kenley
1: Jansen's bad. He's, this year, I mean, <laughs> he's he's, I, I remember when he was unhittable. Right. <laughs> so, when he, so it's like, he is? What? You know, but correct. That bullpen has been an issue going back to last year. Uh, And, you know, it's funny. The Rockies just ran through there, and they lost the series in L.A., as you would expect. But they're playing, you know, all their 24-year-olds right now. And... They got guys, uh, they got their slappy speed defensive utility guy who's been hot uh, the last couple of months in Garrett Hampson. Hampson. I saw you tweeting about Hampson. Oh, Hampson's, Hampson's been the man. But, you know, he's not built to be taking Clayton Kershaw right. deep and, you know, taking Jin Ryu deep or Sam Hilliard left on left. He's only been in big league baseball for three weeks. Now he's always been a power guy, and he's got like six home runs already, and yeah. some Rockies fans are looking at this kid. And it's interesting, but young Jin Ryu out there giving up home runs to kids who are playing for backup jobs next year. Well, Hampson's going to – well, right. <laughs> but Sam Hilliard, a lot of things would have to go his way for him to be on the Rockies opening day right. roster next year. And he's out there taking some of the, these Dodgers pitchers deep. I don't think they're locked in. I don't think they're finishing the season strong. Are we seeing postseason Clayton Kershaw?
2: They haven't, they haven't played a meaningful game since – June? <laughs> yeah.
1: They clinched the division on September 10th. Yeah. So, I mean, they literally haven't played a game that's mattered to the standings. And they,
2: they just ran away, and I I don't know. I guess Ryu, Ryu had a little slump, and he's come back, and he's been good. Um, and I actually... I, I was going through some of the Kershaw stats the other day, and I guess his, his playoff FIP is still pretty good. It's like around his normal FIP. Sure. I'm... I'm kind of rooting for him because I kind of like the, uh, what's it, like the fallen warrior Kershaw? Yeah. I'm trying to think of the, uh, I was going to give like a, who's the Game of Thrones guy that fights for Danny? I'm blanking
1: on his name. Oh, um,. Bear, uh, oh, oh, this oh, is so wow. bad. This show has um, been, out. I was going to say no. Barristan Selmy, but that's the no. old guy. You're yeah. thinking of J- Jorah Mormont. Yes, Jorah Mormont. Just didn't have the brain on yeah. for a minute. I wasn't I expecting I a did, I shouldn't have surprised brain. you with the thrones. <laughs> I uh, shouldn't
2: there. have jumped there instantly, but I like Kershaw as a Jorah Mormont bounce-back playoff yes. performance. <laughs>
1: uh, it's funny. He's developed this very Peyton Manning-esque Caesar career Trajectory, right? Yeah. He's been one of the, undeniably one of the best pitchers of the last decade. Can't win in the postseason. Yeah. Can't win in the playoff. Can't can't win the big one.
2: Good, <laughs>
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm still, uh, I'm rooting for that in the World Series if the Yanks are there. And I was gonna say, look out for Walker Bueller, but he gave up four earned runs in Dodger Stadium to a Nolan Nautilus Rockies lineup yeah. the other day. You know, they're not playing their best base. Like you said, they're they're just kind of coasting along here.
2: And it's. Uh, <sighs> i don't know like
1: go braves i think is and, what i'm saying i, and, know, or I mean
2: pl- playoffs are playoffs i think it's so funny that like we yankees world has been doing so much talk we've got guys coming off the il and it's uh you know Giancarlo Stanton's gonna have like two weeks to get ready for the playoffs and although and he's looked good <laughs> knock on wood yeah. <laughs> literally um but, I mean, it's one of those crazy conversations, and it's actually – it's kind of helped get in the playoff mindset a little bit because I think it's so funny in a playoff series when, you know, you could be – the Brewer shortstop, Garcia. Yeah. I think he had a big playoffs last year. He right. had an OPS that started with a six. But when you get a couple hits in the playoffs, you're the threat. Like, it it doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. And if Giancarlo Stanton comes into the playoffs and he strikes out, he gets a golden sombrero his first game, people are going to be all over him. And it's almost like, let's pitch pitch to him. And if Gio Urshela's hot, they'll be pitching around Gio Urshela to to get get to Giancarlo Stanton. And that's just been like... That's been one of those, like, the playoffs are going to be so awesome.
1: It's, I'm taking the over in the Yankees-Astros series because <laughs> there's short porches everywhere, and everyone on both teams is a power yeah, hitter. 90,
2: so 98-plus from every pitcher, <laughs> it's, just monsters from every hitter. That's, I Well, A, I'm hoping it gets there. Don't want to overlook all my
1: Twins fans That's listening. That's right. That's
2: right. Um, but yeah, it's Yankees Houston. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's it's going to be great. You know, it's funny you, you bring that up because it's there's been a lot of controversy. Now Mike Talkman, our guy, good friend of the guy. podcast, uh, <laughs> met him,
2: met him briefly yeah. at uh, CC's gala. He yeah. was he was very to himself, but he was nice. So sounds like we're, the we're same still guy. rooting for Mikey yeah. T. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, you know, but out for the rest of the year. But he he wasn't going to make the postseason roster anyway. That's what's so funny about uh, a lot of people out here making this big deal about Mike Talkman, but. It reminds me a lot in, in 2007 when the Rockies made that magical run to the World Series everyone talks about. They, it actually coincided with them losing their starting center fielder, Willie Tavares, who was having a fantastic year. And two backup role players who are now on the Rockies broadcast, Ryan Spielborgs and Corey Sullivan. I love Spilborgs. Spillies are great. I uh, and, and they had to sub in for the rest of that year. They win on that crazy run. They finish the year. They win the wild card game. Then they sweep the Phillies in the NLDS. They're going to face the Arizona Diamondbacks in the NLCS. Willie Tavares is healthy. They brought him back. They put him in center field. They had him lead off. Wow. They swept the Arizona Diamondbacks, and Willie Tavares made an incredible catch. He actually walked in a a game-winning run at one point, but it was such a bold... (laughs) Yeah. thing to do with a team that was clearly 100% about rhythm at the time. So where are you worried about rhythm at all? They've already got him back in there, but are the Yankees finishing, or, or, or can they avoid this Dodgers problem? So, so, DJ LeMayhew and Adam Modavino need to win World Series rings, is what okay. people are saying here. Okay,
2: I'm I'm, I'm rooting for that, too. Um, it, it's interesting because it, it was funny, there was a couple weeks Tommy ago Tommy Canley, I guess. <laughs> when, Sorry. when it was... When it was okay, Mike Talkman, like this guy's been great. He for a couple months he had like the second best WAR in baseball, and now we're gonna keep him off the roster for a cold Giancarlo Stanton, who who might not be able to even play the outfield. Um, so unfortunately, uh, injuries and some other things have dwindled it down. That we're we're in a pretty good spot with the outfield. Uh, the infield DH still becomes a little tricky. Uh, our guy Didi at short. He isn't having his best year, uh, but he jumped in at the middle of the season. He had Tommy John, so no spring training. And at the same time, like a lot of guys in this league, if he played a full season, he's on pace for thirty-five home runs. But <laughs> from the shortstop, <laughs> right. you know that's that used to be a pretty impressive thing. Um, and this, I mean this this all ends up with the, kind of the speech I opened up with. Wow, well, a couple good at bat. If Didi comes out and he hits a double in the gap, and then he hits a home run. Like there's not a concern in the world. Right. He could um, he could
1: very well be the Yankees best hitter in the postseason and be like, Yeah, sure, why he, not?
2: He's got the the one of the more memorable home runs in Yankee history in the wild card game and off of Edwin Jackson. Yanks go down three right. nothing. He ties it up, stadium went bonkers. Um,
1: he haunted the Rockies when he was bad as a member of the Diamondbacks. When, when, like when he couldn't <laughs> hit against anybody. He killed the Rockies. Well,
2: and it's it's funny that uh, Yankee fans can be the worst, and I, I hope rock I hope Rocky fans listen to this <laughs> or at their yeah! desk celebrating or whatever you're doing. Uh, Yankee fans can be the worst. All of Didi Gregoris' career home runs have been pulled, so having the short port in right field helps, and that makes him more valuable to the Yankees. All is
1: 100%, and right? Yes, okay. I believe
2: so. And uh, but it's funny. You'll see people on Yankees. Oh, he can't pull the ball. And it's like, well, good thing we got that porch out there. That's why he's here. That's why the Yankees went out and got him so he could do that. Right. Um, and then so that's going to be interesting a little bit, because in theory, you can move LeMay you around a little bit. Um, Gio Urshela has been a huge part of the team. Um, and then Edwin Encarnacion is like the forgotten guy. He's been hurt a little bit. He might come back today or during the last series against the Texas Rangers. So then him and Luke Voigt is at first base and DH. Can Giancarlo play the outfield? There's so
1: many moving over, parts. Over over over. Those guys are going to hit a home run every other inning.
2: So, <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> we'll see we'll see if it works, but it's a uh, Uh, There's going to be, right now, there's going to be one and a half odd men out per game between uh, Didi Urshela on the left side of the infield, um, and then Voight and Carnacion. Stan's come back. He's looked good in left field. I'm genuinely going to keep knocking wood as Drew is seeing because it's... We're playing with house money. Well, not house money. We're playing with Yankees money. <laughs> that was, that, 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 How dare you? There was something there. Um, but Giancarlo, like, he's got the big, like, running back knee thing under his pants. So I, he's looked good. As long as he looks good, they're going to throw him in left, and he's still Giancarlo Stanton. Um, so I, I I don't know. We're, we're looking good. But, again, one – if Stanton comes out and he goes 0 for 8 those first two games, people are going to say, well, he's not healthy. Put in Cameron and This guy's a vet. He does the little thing. He's going to put the ball in play. Giancarlo mm-hmm. struck out five times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure those Yankee conversations are going to come up. Um, it's looking like the Minnesota Twins as of now, which um, – and maybe this is Yankees' bias, but I'll, I'll let you chime in because I know you, you know as well as anyone. I mean, the Rays – Cleveland um, and the Indians, whoever sneaks through there, those guys have pitching and like yeah. matchup pitching. Uh, Minnesota, if they're gonna do something, they need Barrios and Jake Odorizzi to be great, and there's a chance, but. Their bullpen doesn't have anyone that
1: scares you. That's the thing where I think they felt like – I'm a Barrios guy. I love So, like, I, I him. would be scared to face a kid with that kind of swing and miss stuff. He, it's, it's kind of like you were talking about, like, with the hitters, right? If, if Barrios gets locked in in a short and he's series – he's got special energy. He's yeah.
2: got the fastball. He's got the wipeout pitch, like, in the playoffs. Like, you could see him turning it on. Right. Rizzi probably not as much as like star potential but you could see him you know six innings two earned runs and like if he could do that in the playoffs they're gonna have a chance but they lost big Mike Pineda so I don't know who they're even throwing as a game three starter and not that big Mike Pineda (laughs) really (laughs) speaks as a big game three starter but if you look at their pitching staff like, that was the guy, yeah. and now it's not. So, right. um, we'll see. It, it always, I mean, it's going to be crazy seeing all the bullpen stuff. It felt like last year, everyone was like, whoa, the Brewers, they'll yeah. do they will do anything. Now that's every team in baseball. Right. So, we'll see, man.
1: It, it's going to be absolutely crazy. I want to shift gears still on kind of end of season talk, though, because we're getting down to, you know, award season. It does look, unfortunately, that DJ LeMayhew has cooled off enough that he can't, Earnestly challenged for AL MVP. Maybe he's even slipped down to like third or fourth place now. Uh, I hope he finishes in the top five. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Um, but I was looking over Nolan Arenado's numbers today and noticing that he's basically having a career year in almost every respect, and very few people are noticing it, fairly because the Rockies aren't a last place right. team. But It is interesting to me how that doesn't stop people from gushing about Mike Trout sometimes or Giancarlo Stanton when he was a member of the Miami Marlins and won an MVP over Nolan Arenado, who went to the postseason a couple of years ago with a similar year. But what is your sort of MVP and or Cy Young rubric? How much does a guy got to be on a winning team or is it just an individual award and...
2: Well, I, I, we did a little of this last time. In a dream world, there's two awards. There's best player and MVP. So right. you can give it to Mike Trout and then give it to a player who's playing in competitive games in the American League. Um, man, MVP. So I do like this about baseball is that it's not. <laughs> wow. Big shots fired here. It's not the NBA. No. The NBA has become such a storyline because otherwise it would have been LeBron for eight straight years. Right. But they like the story. It's, oh, who stepped up? Oh, Kawhi had a special year. Um, you know, Steph Curry, when he evolved, he got his two. Right. And then his luster wore off. Steph Curry does the same stuff. Right. But he got his two MVPs, and it's like, who's next? In MLB, I like that it's a mix of you got to have a great year. Like, I love that Anthony Rendon's in the mix. Um, yeah. And I'm sure Nolan's numbers. Rockies fans are a go, bit annoyed by it. I'm sure – I'm sure Nolan's numbers could go tit for tat with Rendon. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is a little bit, and maybe I'm going to lose some of the stats people, but the Nationals have been fighting for the wild card throughout. They just they had this five-game set with the Phillies this week where I think they just took the first three and that kind of put a seal on everything. But as of, I think, Sunday, they were a game up for home field in the wild card, which they've been there all year but I don't know they could have easily had a road game and then it's all right are you throwing Scherzer how are you going to take the ball out of his hands right what, what if he's not having his great stuff you're going to take him out and that becomes a whole mess but um so I, I like that with the Nationals I, it's tough I mean I, I do love all the numbers I I respect war it's one of the numbers Um, I was actually going, I was digging through some old numbers this morning just because that's, you know, that's a baseball life. I was was looking at Mickey Mantle's old numbers this morning and it was just like, wow. A couple of weeks
1: ago, it was like one o'clock in the morning and I was digging through Jeff Francis's 2007 game logs and I was like... This is this is what my life is now, <laughs> right?
2: I I was I was scrolling through the the like 1960s war for MVP, and it was like, wow, Louis Apparicio probably would have got more votes <laughs> nowadays. And it's just like, what? What am I doing? Right. Um, but yeah, I I like that. It's it's a mix. We've got a lot of the stats, um, and I think where baseball's at right now, which I'm okay with, is like if you're Mike Trout and you ran away with it, and you've got a war that's two points better. Than someone, it's yours. Like right. y- you've earned it. You were the best. Um, I think if it gets tight, I I like the discussion. I like the you know, and I I think is Bellinger gonna have the craziest numbers in the NL because Yelich got so. hurt, right? Um, so it's kind of funny because his his shine has worn off a little bit just because the Dodgers have been cru- in cruise control, right? He hasn't had to. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, if his numbers are really a head and a shoulder above whoever your other NL finalists are, whether it's Rendon or um, – I feel like I'm missing one of the big guys. Yeah,
1: um, who else would be in the NL MVP conversation I Is it anyone anymore? on the
2: Braves? I, I guess Acuna. Acuna's going to yeah. go 40-40, but I yeah. think some of his peripherals aren't perfect for it. Yeah, so. it's
1: been kind of a weird year for the National League and teams that aren't powered as much by –
2: and I, th- I think the Braves' problem is I think there's people that said, like, Freddie Freeman has more of a case than Acuna. And right. I, I think you could start pointing around that whole team and be like, Donaldson's great. Albie's really right. good. Um,
1: Nolan and Charlie have done this and, and right. caused each other problems for the Rockies. It was a couple of years ago. People were like, Nolan should really win MVP. The Rockies are finally relevant again. And people were like, actually, Charlie might be having technically the better year. Right. And so they came in, like, fifth and sixth. Right. And
2: that's uh, – <laughs> That always sucks. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't imagine being an athlete because that's not only is that like not getting national recognition, but that's like something not in the clubhouse necessarily. Like I'm sure both, I'm sure the Rockies clubhouse were stoked <laughs> that <laughs> Nolan and Charlie were raking, right. but the fact that it could be like a sports media segment, like find find out who we think is the most valuable Rocky after this, and it's right. like, well, um, I don't know. That's a tough spot to be in,
1: right? Oh, it, ha- it has to be, and that's, why, that's one of the reasons why I actually think some of the injuries and stuff that have happened with the Yankees this year have put them in a good spot because they don't have that one guy that's had to power your whole team. It, yeah. Arguably the best player for most of the season has been DJ LeMayhew, who's not superstar guy. He's get-it-done-every-single-day-all-the-time guy. And exactly what I told you guys he was going to be when I, I know, when dude, we first you, met, right? You, like, you were all over
2: yeah. it. I, I wanted to – I saw when your Lemayhew tweet started going. I thought about chiming in a little bit with some Yankee snark because <sighs> he does have his most home runs, RBIs, runs. Um, a lot of the counting stats are very huh. very out of DJ Lemayhew's former – not former realm. that felt right. rude. No, it, um, <laughs> I, no, our, no, yeah, it's it's uh, RBIs are right. RBIs, and so are runs to a degree. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going but the there. home. He's a, the juice a home ball run. helped a little yeah. bit, and the short porch the short helped porch. a lot a bit. Um, but yeah, he he really does every day. I I I think this there was a point in the season, and I think it was yeah, it was right before I hopped on with you last. But I'll I'll repeat it again because it was I've never heard it said about a pro team. They just said like DJ Lemayhu is the little league team's best player like you look out and he's well he's not pitching but if you're playing in little league baseball right. like he's pitching one inning oh he's at shortstop one inning up oh, this kid can only play shortstop so he's going to play third now and it's right. just like that is DJ LeMay. he's going to hit he's going to field put him out there and um like he had a he had a post game interview the other day where it was like The the Yankee sideline reporter Meredith Morakovich, she came in and she was looking for this like you know in this at bat you did this and when you came in were you looking for that and DJ was just like just kind of looking for the ball and (laughs) (laughs) uh, if I can uh, you know looking looking to hit it somewhere and it's just it was it's so DJ Lemay he likes playing baseball and he probably likes fishing with a fat dip in his lip and that's kind of it
1: (laughs) it's it's so fantastic there there was that heartbreaking we've got to get your thoughts before I let you go on the heartbreaking picture sent out purposefully to troll Rockies fans I believe it was (laughs) uh on on the the day of the clinch with DJ and and Adovino Ottavino obviously has been fantastic and he's having the time of his life back at at home but uh First of all, why specifically troll Rockies fans? Not the, I'm holding you <laughs> yeah, sp- specifically responsible I'll for take the it. picture. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Is there some kind of weird recognition of that element in New York? Do, is there any talk of like, hey, it's a good thing the Rockies didn't make a because <laughs> over here it's all they talk about. Really? So well, it, it was it was yeah. fun
2: at the start of the season. Like it was, and that's why we had you on. We're like, this is kind of crazy. Like we got Rockies East going on yeah. over here. Um, and then, I mean, as the season goes on, you get lost in the season a little bit, and it's is—it's one of those things that, I mean, it was kind of funny to look at. DJ LeMahieu has been our most valuable player this year. Um, When Judge has been out there, his numbers are crazy, and they're Aaron Judge, but he hasn't been out there. Um, LeMahieu has. He's kind of... He's been the most consistent thing on the team throughout the year, um, which is incredible. And
1: Rockies fans know the value of that, having lived through Troy Tulowitzki era. They know exactly what this season of Aaron Judge feels like. Yeah. Somebody who can play 90 games, and those 90 games are the best 90 games anyone. I think he's this sec- year. he's
2: second on the team in WAR, and he's played 98 games or something like that. Right. And he's a, he's he's a monster. I hope I hope the world sees him this postseason because it's it really is special. It's yeah. like it's. It's special. He's an
1: extraordinary um, young man.
2: Um, it's like he's good at running. I, w- I won't do my whole judge speech. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it Rockies. Um, I'll say this. So I think I, I think Lindsay Adler for the Athletic tweeted the one main picture. It was the four of them on the field together, right? And uh, that one went a little viral and definitely hit Rockies land. And a she's an awesome writer for the Athletic. I love following her she's one of the best even if you're if you're a Yankees fan or a Yankees hater she's worth the follow yeah <laughs> um but uh I don't know it's just one of those funny things because like the bullpen's been so important to this team and Canley and Adovino have been rocks out there um LeMahieu and then like Talkman literally out of left field that's a bad joke uh, no Kind of. Kind of want you to hit me for that one um but uh, they all had huge roles on this team. And then, like, when the Rockies came into town, it was kind of when their season was going downhill pretty hard pretty fast. And it was like there was a lot of – and not to be rude to Rockies fans, there was a lot of bad outfield defense right. after Mike Talkman ha- ha- had become, like, one of the best defensive outfielders in the league. Right. And then I, the the bullpen, I'll say this, I say spoiled Yankees a lot. And the Yankees' bullpen is the mo- thing we may be the most spoiled about. I did that last time. Um and I don't know. I know he's he's not everyone's listening guy. Tommy Canely is a huge part of the Yankees. Yeah. Never mind his pitching. His changeup is Bugs Bunny.
1: <laughs>
2: but he's like the energy in the clubhouse. Like he's the guy that to play 162 games and you're on a West Coast road trip or you're doing whatever, day game, night game. He's always 120%. He's loud. CC Sabathia has said, he's like, we missed that dude last year. Like, um. And it's, it's kind of funny, like, when if, if the Yankees win the World Series and the book gets written, like, Tommy Canely's going to have a bigger part than a lot of people think because, yeah, his pitching was good, but, like, just the day-to-day grind of 200 days of baseball which <laughs> to you and me, that's right. the dream, and we. But we still run into times where we're just writing or following it, and we're exhausted. Right. Never mind traveling and playing, and you're hurt and all of that. To have to have that one guy that you walk into the dugout. And, hey, how are you? He's yelling. He's slapping you, and it's like. You know, there's probably days where you're like, shut the hell yeah, up, right. dude. Come on, but, Tommy. Um, throughout the season, he, um, I'm, they talk about him like he's our energy.
1: Yeah. Well, and we've talked on this podcast before about how every team needs that guy, and the Rockies haven't had it this year. I think Tony Walters has finally sort of developed into it, but – they, when Carlos Gonzalez and particularly Gerardo Parra left, and you see the impact that Gerardo Parra's had on yes. your Washington Nationals yes. with the baby shark stuff, everybody the needs. The crowd goes nuts. Right. <laughs> the crowd goes nuts. And and I see fans <laughs> that still get at me, the same fans that when he was here will tweet at me like, yeah, he still bats 240 and he doesn't. Who cares yeah. what Gerardo Parra's batting average yeah. is? At He's going to yeah. give
2: you gold glove defense. He's right. going to give you energy and a tough at bat here and there. Right.
1: And that's worth something. Yeah. Um, Well, we'll we'll probably have you back on during the postseason, especially if it starts to get really intense. Because I do know that there are a lot of people. I mean, obviously, the Rocky season has been unofficially over for a very long time. (laughs) And officially over for quite a little while. (laughs) Yeah, a little less. And, And... a lot of people who still just want to watch and, and root for baseball and they can't believe they're going to be rooting for the New York Yankees. Hey,
2: I no, lean into that. People <laughs> enjoy it for one time. Right. I know I get it. I get wanting to hate the Yankees. I was, Hey, I was born into it. It wasn't like I was 16 and I was like, the Yankees, they win. Right. Let's do that. Yeah. No, like I was born into it. Um, and yeah, just if, if you think of us as the, the bad guy, the evil empire, You know what? Be the evil empire for an October. Why not? No team
1: whose best player is DJ LeMayhew can be evil. That's a great
2: point. That's a great point, Drew.
1: I I will have tears in my eyes if I see that guy (laughs) get to dance around on the field and hold up a trophy.
2: Me too, <laughs>
1: but for totally Slightly different, different reasons. reasons but me too, <laughs> right? Uh, and I think a lot of people listening to this as well. So we'll wrap it up there, Jake. Thanks, man. It's always a lot of fun to have you. Always, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.